0: Okay, and we are live. Hello, mm, hello. friends. I am Flip. I am. And welcome back to another episode of Crush and Impressed Live, Season
1: live. Two.
0: <laughs> Yay! And Let's do you see. I, tell I, our... I show. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was... Let's see Bo, Marissa, and Brittany for sure watching boop, 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 boop. me. Um, Janice. Oh, hi, Janice. <laughs> yay hi janice oh, so i was like who's janice i thought that's janice, yes. hi, janice. <laughs> yeah and then of course me trying to see where i'm at so i can see what's on this yeah janice, welcome, put in guys. Question marks.
0: i just said hi that's it <laughs> <laughs> um so and jeff do you want to tell everybody what we're kicking off season two with
1: we are going to be kicking off today with the 27 club all of season two is going to be different famous people that are involved in the 27 Club. Today I'm going to be telling you a little bit about the club in general and what it is, and then Flip's going to dive into our first person involved with this. And as we go each Sunday, we're going to be focusing on different people. So you will want to tune in every Sunday for Season 2 and get Mm -hmm. a full scope of what this club is all.
0: Yes, and I think Mm -hmm. on Wednesdays, like we do our check-ins, our Wednesday stories Mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks have been holiday related, but these Wednesday stories for this stream are, for this season are kind of going to be related to the 27 club. Um maybe some like theories behind stuff like that, some just kind of random topics and maybe some like offshoots of the 27 club. Yes. Yes. But
1: first, what are you drinking today?
0: Today, I am fancy. Um Joey's sister, she made me a birthday cake. Thank you, Nikki. Um, Mm. she made me a birthday cake and she frosted the birthday cake with a champagne buttercream. So I'm drinking some champagne. Nice. (laughs) Nice. How about you, Ange?
1: I'm boring. I've got lime (laughs) lacroix. That's it. That's how we're doing it today.
0: Lime lacroix.
1: Y'all, I have had a headache for like a week and a half and it's between the allergies and just not being outside as much, doing anything all day. It's
0: true all right in here no bueno so
1: no 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 Oh okay yeah
0: Yeah. do you want to kick off our our discussion
1: yes i will kick all right everybody buckle in so the 27 club this is a list that consists mostly of popular musicians artists and actors who died at age 27. Mm-hmm. Look, there is a claim of a statistical spike for deaths of musicians at that age. It has been disproved by research over and over again, but mm-hmm. it still remains a cultural phenomenon. And documenting the deaths of celebrities, some noted for their high-risk lifestyle, stuff like that is what keeps this list going. Names are often put forward for inclusion, but because the club is entirely notional, it's not a real club. <laughs> So there is no official membership. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. So by all means. I'll say little Billie Eilish how old is she now? Uh, Like like 19? I don't know. 18. 18. She just turned 18. So let's say she died at 27. There's no guarantee she gets into this club. You guys there is not an official club. What we're going to be talking about is the 27 Club that includes um, all these people. Let's see, we went through this. Most of them died from drug, alcohol abuse, or a violent means such as homicide, suicide, or some dealing with their car. Uh Um... The deaths of several of the 27-year-old popular musicians between 1969 and 71 led to the belief that the deaths were more common at this age. Mm-hmm. Statistical studies have failed to find any unusual patterns involving musician deaths at these ages and comparing it to equally small increases at ages 25 and 32. There were studies done, you guys. You can look up all these studies if you want, and there's nothing consistent across Um somebody let's see there's a quote that i have on here fame may increase the risk of death among musicians but this risk is not limited to the age of 27 i like so that idea good. yeah so you're good if you're under the age of 27 you want to become famous go ahead doesn't mean you're gonna die right at 27 but I'm, you could
0: joey likes to tempt fate he, he jokes about it a lot and he says that he's gonna die at 27 well he's at 27 now and he hasn't died yet so <laughs> This
1: is (laughs) year.
0: Joey, take some risks. Start doing a lot of cocaine. Oh my god. Please don't. Please don't. I need you to keep your job.
1: Alright, so, this club has been repeatedly cited in music magazines, journals, and the daily press. Several exhibitions have been devoted to this idea, as well as novels and films and stage plays, and there have been so many different theories and speculations about the causes of such early deaths and their possible connection, and we're going to go into those more on our Wednesday check-in.
0: Joey said he's trying to get famous this year. Stop it, (laughs) Joey. (laughs) Stupid. <laughs> we already
1: have corona. We don't need your death on right? top
0: of <laughs> please.
1: Okay. Um, the number of musicians who died at 27 is truly remarkable by any standard. Although, you know, humans die regularly at all ages, there is a statistical <laughs> spike for musicians who die at 27. And that's that's a quote from a BMJ study that was published back in... I lost the date it is a study um, there was a study in the British medical journal uh, December 2011 and it concluded that there was no increase of the risk of death for musicians at age 27 although the sampled musicians faced an increased risk of death in their 20s and 30s this was not limited to the age of 27 so more of that shit popular culture just real quick references for the 27 club and popular culture music The theme um, is referenced in the song 27 Forever by Eric Burden on his 2013 album Till Your River Runs Dry. The name of the song 27 Club by Let Live off their album The Blackest Beautiful is derived from the uh, Magenta's 8th studio album. The 27 Club directly references the club. Each track is a tribute to a member of the club
0: that sounds cool i know that sounds real cool
1: um the song titled 27 by fallout boy from their album i can't pronounce that folia Doe. oh yeah folia Doe. yeah i got it right is a reference to the club and this song explores the hedonistic lifestyles common in rock and roll uh pete wentz the primary lyricist for fallout boy wrote that song because he felt like he was living a similarly dangerous life yeah he was don't tempt uh, fate, bud. Don't. Hey, you're famous in the music. I mean, he's way
0: older up. than 27 now,
1: so. <laughs> he's fine. He missed, he missed he that cutoff. He missed off. That cut off. Um, <clears throat> On his song, Brand Name, from the album G-O-O-D-A-M, Mac Miller said to everyone who sell me drugs, don't mix it with that bullshit. I'm hoping not to join the 27. It's
0: really sad And he died at 26. Miller
1: died September 7th, 2018, at the age of 26 and his he autopsy was. revealed that the cause of death was an accidental overdose yep. of fentanyl uh, coupled with cocaine and alcohol yeah. <laughs> um, let's see the song Colors by Hal's, Halsey references the club with the lyrics I hope you make it to the day you're 28 years old uh, rapper Watsky man I'm not good at this uh, Watsky references the club on his song All You Can Do with the lyric I tried to join the 27 club they kicked me out um, not a bad the thing song t- like, I know right <laughs> Be happy. Uh, The song 27 Club by Ivy Levin, released as a promotional single for her debut album, uh, No Good, refers to the club. Uno by Rex Orange County refers to the club in the last line of the song. which And every now and then, I think about the fact that I'd become a legend if I had died at 27.
0: I haven't heard of a lot of these artists. I just I happen to know who Mac Miller is (laughs) at Halsey, but that's about (laughs) it.
1: Let's see. uh, Adora Delano uh, released a song called 27 Club in her third studio album, whatever. And she was 27 years old at the time of the Uh, I'm almost done here. Juice World World referenced the song in his club, Legends, where he says, what's the 27 Club? We ain't making it past 21. And then he didn't make it
0: past 21.
1: (laughs) No shit, that is next. Oh my God. Yeah, that song was dedicated to rappers XXXTentacion. I can't. X-Tenation. Tentacion. I Tentacion.
0: Tentacion.
1: XXXTentacion. Mm-hmm. Who was murdered at 20. Lil yeah. Peep, who died from an overdose at 21. And Juice World died at the age of 21 from an accidental overdose. Yeah. Jesus. What? Um, And there's one last thing. Video game. In Hitman from 2016, there's a mission named Club 27. One of the targets is a singer named Jordan Cross who is celebrating his 27th
0: birthday. I do not remember that. That's a Joey question. I'll have to ask him.
1: Yeah, Joey, you play that game? You see that level? <laughs> it's a mission, sorry. It's a mission called yeah. Club 27. Okay. That's what I got in popular culture. So that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about, you guys, is the different members of this twenty seven club, yes, which is not an official thing. It's
0: I think at the end here we'll kind of list off give me your Latin card. Oh, Angela
1: <laughs> I know. Stop it, Mike. Calling me
0: out. Tentacion. <laughs> um XXX. XXX. Oh,
1: there's I-I-I-I-I-I-I-V-I-V-I-I-I-X-X-X-I-X-I-X-V-I-I-I-Wheels on a big rig. And they're rolling, 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 rolling. What do you have going on right now? It's a song about wheels on a big rig. It's a whole thing. It's Bob and Tom. All But they count it. They count from 1 to 18 in Roman New. Go ahead.
0: You're good. Um. I think at the end of this episode, we'll probably list out a lot of who we're talking about. Um, I may not give them to you in order because I just we have it written down a yeah. certain way. Um, but we'll, of course, always post when Oh, thank you. Of course, we'll always post what when... <laughs> He said. Much love, Mike. <laughs> um, of yeah. course, we'll always post when, what like topic <laughs> we'll have, stuff like that. Mm hmm. All right, so today we are kicking it off with Robert Johnson. Um, I believe Robert Johnson, in, at least in America, is really who kicked off the 27 Club. Um, mm-hmm. There was somebody else who really kicks off the 27 Club from the UK or something. Um, but really here, this is, this is where the story begins. <clears throat> so.
1: And we've got pictures.
0: Yes, yes, we have pictures. Let me find my dear friend Robert Johnson. Well, she looks that up.
1: If you guys are aware of the 27 Club already and you got some favorites, drop those in the comments. Let us know yeah. who you're excited to hear.
0: Definitely. Alright, I've Yay. put a picture up of my dear friend Robert Johnson. Yay. Um, Robert Johnson was born on May 8th, 1911 in Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Robert was mm-hmm. one of 11 children Jesus. Uh, most of his mom's children were born out of wedlock. Uh, his mother's name was Julia. They didn't really list what her last name was, but her, his mother's name was Julia. Um, and she and a man named Noah Johnson, who worked as a like farmhand with her. Um, at this time, everybody's working on like plantations as farmhands and sharecroppers, right. stuff like that. Um, so... She had a child with another farmhand named Noah Johnson. Um, Now, Noah Johnson is Robert Johnson's real father, but she was technically not married to, but like in a long-term relationship with this guy named uh, Charles Dodds. So Charles Dodds becomes Robert Johnson's father. Okay. Um, Robert like is not into this whole like farm life thing, but he's like, fine, whatever, I'll do whatever my parents tell me to do. And eventually he moves to Memphis, Tennessee with Charles Dodds, who is, again, his father. Um, Charles gets to work on a different share of land. Um, he didn't like the owner that he was working for previously. So they moved to Memphis, Tennessee. And while Robert is growing up in Memphis, he starts learning basic guitar from one of his brothers. Um, And then when he's eight, he moves back in to Hazelhurst, Mississippi with his mom and her new husband. Um, Again, at the time, mom and her husband are sharecroppers and farmhands. And all information that we have at this time shows that Robert was not interested in that. He was solely focused on his music. And, of course, this really like pisses off his parents because they have work to do, bro. <laughs> and,
1: well, and it's one of those, God forbid, you have a kid and you're like, we just want you to enjoy the family business. One day you're going right. to take over. This is what you need to learn. I'm going to be a musician.
0: And he's just like, no, Great. fuck you guys. I'm going to do whatever Great. I want. So good, kid, good. Oh, yeah. When he turns 19, he marries a woman named Virginia Travis, who was 16. Remember that this is... <laughs> early a 1900s, different times different, different, time, different time different place bring yourself back okay so he marries uh virginia travis who is 16 and she died giving birth to their child it was a son there's not a whole lot of information about this son except that he was found years after robert johnson's death uh he's a truck driver oh. but other than that there's no other information about him okay. um in 1930, Robert heard of a musician named Sun House. Um, musicians at the time had weird names. I don't know.
1: Like they don't now, Flip. What did right. I just say? X, 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 what? Tentacion. Tentacion. Mm-hmm. And Lil Peep.
0: And, uh, I'm not a fan of Lil Peep, but whatever. <laughs> um, I don't even know who So... Sun House was supposed to be the most gifted musician of their time. And it's from House that Robert learns more guitar skills. Um And he would watch House play. I had his MP3. Who was MP3? It was a minute ago. Lil Peeps or Robert Johnson's?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. <laughs> you got good taste or I mean are we both. judging you much? Maybe
0: both. <laughs> Who knows? It, it It really do be like that sometimes. He
1: comes back. It was a mashup.
0: (laughs) Um, But he, oh, maybe he's talking, yeah, Sun House. Yeah, that's who he's talking about. Um, But he's supposed to be the most gifted musician, and House is like, hey, Robert, I will teach you how to play the guitar, and what I'll do is while I have sets, like while I'm playing sets, (laughs) when I take breaks, you can come in and play during the breaks. Well, Robert, he takes he, he takes up, up on that offer and he plays during the breaks and Robert is fucking atrocious. Like, to the point that oh. Sunhouse is telling people like, Robert made like, patrons go home.
1: Oh no. Like, he was the oh, worst no. guitar
0: player. Um, dang. You know, he's practicing, he's practicing, he's practicing but he's just not any good. And you really can't see it too much from that photo um, but Robert had, like, abnormally long fingers. Let me see if I could... Oh, that picture took over Anja's whole face. Um, Robert had abnormally long fingers. Um, it was suggested that that kind of made it really difficult for him to play guitar. Um, so some people say that that might be the reason why he was just horrendous. <laughs> uh, he also had a vision problem in one of his eyes as well, so dang um, poor
1: guy jesus
0: can't catch a break
1: <laughs> Baby. they just wanted you to work on the farm
0: yeah you just, just need to work on the me. farm homie um so in 1931 robert remarries and he moves back to mississippi um and he just continues to travel around the delta area You would think having longer fingers would help him play the guitar. You would think, but I think a lot of people said that because his fingers were so long, he's not like based off, you can see in the photo, like based off where like his joints are, where his knuckles are, it's hard for him to grasp certain chords is basically what they were saying. So he couldn't really fully play. Um, Long fingers are really good for piano. Don't know how they do with guitar. I (laughs) don't ask.
1: Short short fingers and I don't do the (laughs) instrument.
0: Um, so he remarries in uh nineteen thirty one and he travels around the Delta playing guitar and just overall improving his skills. uh House stated that he was honestly <clears throat> surprised by the improvements that Robert had started to make um Again, he was horrendous all of a sudden right. he's playing really, really well uh Robert travels to New York to Chicago to Detroit to St. Louis and rumor has it that robert would focus on one woman while he was playing whether that woman was single or not which is mm. like totally scandalous in these times because yeah. Yeah. at this point men have like zero issues beating the crap out of you for just looking at their woman yeah. so he was really really running like a huge risk by doing this but he to him it like made it easier for him to play. He was just focusing on one person, which I get as a performer. Like I focus on one specific area and then I can move to another area. But he was like, no, this one lady, the whole night. Yeah. I can't imagine. We actually
1: have a, no, we have a friend, uh, Jay, that actually he plays guitar and he was talking about how one of his sets at a bar, he kept singing these songs to this one lady and the husband ended up getting up later and said something to him. Like, what do you think you're doing? And he's like, she's giving me good feedback when I'm singing and like smiling at me and right. interacting. So I'm singing to her.
0: Right. It's, it's I, easy know. to like <laughs> play to that one person. So I do get that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Robert in his mid-twenties, his second wife dies too. Second, so first That's wife dies during childbirth and actually gives birth to their son. Second <clears throat> wife dies during childbirth and does not give birth to the child either. No. So um, Jesus. he's like all heartbroken over this entire situation, but he's thinking to himself, like, I got to just move forward. So in 1935, he goes to Jackson, Mississippi to H.C. Spires store Um, Because H.C. Spire has really good connections with recording studios. He wants to start recording his music. So then in November of 1936, he is finally able to go to San Antonio to begin recording. Um, Texas? Yeah. Hey. Um, It's actually said that a lot of his music was recorded between that San Antonio recording studio and a recording studio in Dallas. Okay. Um, but that in 1936 is when he records his very first of 29 songs. So they call them 29 sides because back then they're on like the little like recordy things. And so he mm-hmm. records his very first Thank of his 29 you. sides. Um, his music is, has mm-hmm. a ton of influence. Um, it is basically the start of rock and roll. Um, Unfortunately, his reach didn't really do anything in those, like, first 20 years after his death. But he becomes much larger for musicians that are way, 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 way out of his time frame and musicians that are outside of his genre. Um, He records four particular songs that are of major influence to people. And that is what leads to him being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of course, wow. he's not inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame until like a decade after his death. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's super interesting to him because the he recorded his first song a decade before the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was founded and then so we're talking like 20 years after he becomes mm-hmm. like uh Jeez. after he becomes famous is when he finally starts having some kind of reach. Uh, Many musicians state that his revolutionary stylings influenced their music, and they've included his stylings into their own music. So we're talking musicians like Eric Clapton, uh, Robert Plant, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Mm -hmm. Bob Dylan, Sam Dunn, and then other members of Slipknot and Rush, who basically say that he is the great-great-grandfather of heavy metal. Which is super interesting. What a truth! Like, like a blues guitar player becomes the great great grandfather of heavy metal. Like, yeah. oh, that's I, I I I listened to a couple of Robert Johnson's songs, and I just you know don't really see Slipknot coming from mm-hmm. that. Don't really see Rush and Y Y Z coming from that. But you know, I don't know. I'm not a guitarist,
1: <laughs> right? But oh my god! Super
0: interesting. So my mom my mom is is texting me mom i'm recording (laughs) we're podcasting live right now um so robert dies august 16th 1938 at the age of 27 what are the odds right Mm, it's almost like we planned that right (laughs)
1: um
0: he dies in in or near greenwood mississippi uh, his mm-hmm. cause of death is unknown, and his death was not reported publicly. So he literally, it's about picking style of play. Yeah, that is true. Pick. Yeah. The pickings.
1: The picking okay. style. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Thanks, Mike. <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> you
1: got our back. That matters. It really um, does.
0: <laughs> he, like, literally just disappears from all historical records. And it took... 30 years for anybody to even find his death certificate.
1: That's crazy. He just poof
0: vanished. And like everybody, I can imagine like living back in the 1930s and being like, you know what? Last week we went and saw that Robert Johnson guy down at the music hall. And I've never heard of him since. Like <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> yeah, did he just take a break or what? Yeah. We did.
0: <laughs> so yeah, he's wiped from all historical records for like 30 years they finally find his death certificate, and when it's found, it only lists the date of his death and the location, with no official cause. Ugh, that's creepy. Um, there's no autopsy done, and he's literally just reported as like some black man who's found on the side of the road near a farm.
1: Oh, that's fucked up.
0: Like <laughs> nobody knows who he is. All of a sudden,
1: I think you figure out who it is, and it's like, oh,
0: like, shit. like y'all weren't just watching him down at, I don't know, at the, at the. The juke call like that's what they were called <laughs> the juke calls. Just... yes like he like y'all weren't just listening to this man down at the juke hall and now like he's oh, now you all of a sudden don't know who the hell he is um <sighs> a lot of people suspect that he died of syphilis great a lot of people died of syphilis back then let go away so that
1: gets to your brain Yeah. yeah
0: a lot of people assume that he died of syphilis <sighs> But, of course, there are a lot of, like, local mm-hmm. legends that people have created their own kind of stories of what happened to him. It is Mississippi. It is the 1930s. It's really, you know, prime time of their culture. Yeah, like, common. It really was very, very common yeah. back then to die of syphilis. So, yep. I don't think anybody really thought anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, let's talk about what happened before his death. Yes. And then we can, like um there's a lot of differing stories as to what happened before his death uh (laughs) johnson was performing at a country dance in town which again is called a juke hall j-u-k-e-h-a-l-l i know it's when i say juke it sounds like duke but it's juke (laughs) like jukebox (laughs) like a jukebox (laughs) um He was performing at the country dance in town and people theorized that Robert as he was always doing was staring at a nice pretty lady in the crowd um, and he was murdered by her jealous husband. Um, There are reports from one of his friends another musician um, that Johnson was seen flirting with this married woman and she gave him a bottle of whiskey that was poisoned by her husband. So, like, he, her, she didn't know the bottle of whiskey was poisoned.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, her husband gave it to him and was like, here, give this to that Johnson guy. And the whiskey was actually poisoned. Um, mm. Johnson's fe- friend and fellow musician knocks the bottle of whiskey out of his hand, and it breaks. And he tells him, don't drink from that bottle. Um, <sighs> Johnson, because he knows it's poisoned. He's like, hey, yes. uh-uh, I watched him poison it. Don't drink it. Um, Johnson then tells his friend, don't ever knock a bottle out of my hand. (laughs) Soon after, the woman again offers him another bottle of whiskey. He takes it and he drinks from it. (sighs) Um, Johnson apparently stated that night that he wasn't really feeling well. And about two or three o'clock in the morning, everybody from the club kind of had to help him back to his room um, and then they said in the next few days, his condition worsened. And people basically said that he died in a convulsive state and like severe pain. Jesus. Um, there was a musicologist who tracked down the man who allegedly poisoned Robert Johnson. And the man offered a confession for poisoning him. But they refused to reveal the man's name. Hmm. The Rona. Basically, man. <laughs> like, um, it's well, been no. suggested that if he was poisoned, that he was poisoned with sh- Strychnine, Strychnine. I don't know. Strychnine. Um, yeah. It's uh, mm. that's suggested to be the poison that killed him. But a lot of toxicologists have stated that that poison has a really distinctive odor and taste mm. that cannot be disguised with liquor.
1: Okay,
0: um, and then the amount required to actually kill him would have killed him within hours, not within days, okay, so they're like, oh, I don't know if that's really possible um there's also another doctor who suggested in two thousand six that Johnson's long fingers and his bad eye uh were a result of Marfin syndrome, which would have affected his guitar playing skills and would have caused him to have like uh, aortic arrhythmias, which would have caused his death.
1: Huh. I've never heard of that.
0: I've never heard of Marfan Syndrome. Either... I spell it? Spell it? M-A-R-F-A-N. Marfan. Huh. Marfin. Um, I don't know. If somebody who's watching knows what Marfan mm. Syndrome is, please hop in and let us know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it affected his heart and his guitar playing skills. Which would make sense. Dang. Yeah. Um... So I guess um, as we've been popping in on Facebook and like all of our like captions and stuff, we say that this man sold his soul to the devil.
1: (laughs) This is why you're all here. (laughs) This is why
0: you're all here, because he sold his soul to the devil. Mm So in 1936, Robert Johnson produces a song called Crossroad Blues. Where he sings the lyrics, I went down to the crossroad, fell down on my knees, asked the Lord above for mercy, save me if you please. Um, A lot of people think that this is like a confession or like an allusion to his death. Um, According to legend, when Johnson was living on the plantation in Mississippi, he really wanted to be this great blues musician. And he was instructed to take his guitar to the crossroads over near Dockery Plantation at midnight. Then, mm-hmm. while he was there, he met a large black figure who took his guitar and tuned it. And then that black figure played a couple of songs. Hold on, Mike said something. It's actually a disease that affects connective tissues. Part of the reason why he had those long fingers. I guarantee you he probably had long limbs in general. Thank you, huh. Mike. <laughs> like, I'm Pretty learning a goodness. lot today, man.
1: <laughs> is like... Mike, was that just in your head, or did you or did, Google that? Because either way, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate so it. We, we have a picture of this Crossroads mm-hmm, demon mm-hmm. shit. Y'all, there was live photos taken at that time. Mm. Kidding, 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 kidding.
0: Yes, a lot of photos. Which one are we looking at? We're looking at uh, this one here with the devil. Yeah. So... Um. yeah the, this dark figure takes guitar he tunes it he plays a couple of songs on it and then he returns the guitar to Johnson and gives Johnson this gift of mastery of this instrument Um. this directly mirrors the legend of Faust in which Faust is highly successful yet dissatisfied with his life and that leads him to I'm in PT I have to know that
1: okay excellent yes thank, thank you,
0: you. Um, leads Faust to make a deal with the devil at the crossroads, exchanging his soul uh, for, <clears throat> what, Joey, man, get out of here, Exha- <laughs> exchanging <laughs> his soul for unlimited knowledge and worldly pleasures. So basically, in exchange for mastery of the instrument, Johnson gives his soul to the devil, um, and with that gift, Johnson is able to create blues music, which he becomes famous for.
1: Um, Didn't they do something with that storyline in, like, a Tenacious D movie as well?
0: Yeah, pick a Destiny.
1: There you go. <laughs> I'm like, this story sounds so familiar, but out um, of this context.
0: It's actually a super common trope, I guess would be the mm-hmm. best way to put that, um, where musicians... And I think that has to do with this whole like people right now don't really talk about.
1: Yeah. Looks like.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, But basically the idea really is that musicians in general and the same thing with this like idea of like the Illuminati stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Musicians, famous people sell their souls to the devil in order to receive fame. Mm -hmm. Um, But in doing so they tend to die earlier than others because the devil comes to reclaim what is his yep i have not read this legend of faust i just kind of dabbled in some information on it because it happened to come up when i was doing my research for this Mm -hmm. um but super interesting to me and definitely I think there's a lot of musicians right now where they have that idea of people selling their souls to the devil I know people talk a lot about like Lady Gaga and stuff like that I don't know oh. Oh. but yes apparently musicians and, and famous mm. people are her selling their souls to the devil and I think that that is a large kind of kind of inter weaves itself into our research into the 27 club because that's a lot of the thought is that these people became famous because they sold their soul to the devil and they worship the devil and they had to repay what was owed. Mm -hmm. Um, Now this legend develops over time and it's said that the legend redeveloped because of Johnson's um, the rediscovery of Johnson by white fans
1: Um, takes a minute sorry
0: guys Um, yeah the rediscovery of Johnson by white fans Um, and that's I'm talking this is happening like two decades after his death so we're talking about his induction into the Hall of Fame and then all of these famous musicians who are like yeah man that guy is really inspirational And I mean we're not talking about too many African American artists here who are saying that he is inspirational to them um, right. So it kind of stems this this rediscovery of this story stems from these musicians and other white fans passing the story on down the line. Mm. Um, House, who was his teacher, remember his teacher from way back when, who said <clears throat> he was god awful. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, he was often heard telling this story to other musicians because huh. they thought of this as the only explanation for how. Robert Johnson who was awful Mm -hmm. just a few years ago could become so fantastic all of a sudden Um, so he basically tells this story about his astonishingly rapid mastery of guitar and how he must have sold his soul to the devil and the musician that he's telling this story to is later reported to downbeat in 1966 and now this becomes like a widely known story Apparently he also had friends. (laughs) Yes, he did have friends on the other side.
1: (laughs) Okay, Question down, downbeat. Is that a way of playing
0: music? No, downbeat is a magazine. Thank you. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, when we were like teenagers, they had like tiger beat and stuff. Yes. So I'm guessing like downbeat is something like tiger
1: beat. I'm fully, where did I get all my hands and (laughs) posters? Right from tiger beat. Let's be real. (laughs) Tiger beat, teen beat, all of those. Um, Real quick question Are we able to play any of his music through this? Is this something that maybe so, people at home need to pull up while they're listening?
0: To I us? was going to say um, if we pull it up, we will likely get demonetized. Uh, okay.
1: So, no, we're <laughs> not demonetized gonna and against.
0: copywritten. I'm sorry. Guys. Yeah. But um, what I can do is I can maybe pop some links to his music up in the comments when we're done with this. Yeah. And then we can pop them onto the Discord page, too, if anybody is interested in that.
1: Yeah, go listen to that devil-inspired music, guys. Yeah, cross <laughs> from blues. Satan to your ears. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yikes. Hey, Carrie May.
0: Yikes. Carrie May is back to drink. Downbeat is the first note of a musical measure. That's where the... Oh, I like oh, it. Look at thank this. You.
1: <laughs> I kind of got both.
0: Um... <laughs> there is another version of this story that tells of Johnson meeting the devil in a graveyard instead of at the crossroads. Um, and this story is, hi, <laughs> this story is similar to the story of, uh, another musician. Last name is Zimmerman. Um, he was also from Hazelhurst, Mississippi. And he learned to play the guitar at midnight while sitting on a tombstone. (laughs) Zimmerman is said to have been a huge influence for Robert Johnson. So I don't know if that's kind of also how this story stems or like, you know, Johnson hears Zimmerman's story and then goes and like recreates the scenario himself. But whatever.
1: (laughs) Do um, we have, uh, does that other piece of artwork, does it involve the headstone or no? I remember pulling up something uh, with a headstone, but it may have actually just been No, that's his headstone. Okay.
0: This is the other image that we have of him sitting there playing the devil's music. Uh, <laughs> that
1: devil's music. <laughs> devil's music. Rock well, clearly, and roll is bad. I was going to say, his music is the foundation of what?
0: Of rock and roll, and that is the devil's music. Yeah. Rock and roll is there the devil. Go, y'all just we'll like see. foosball 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 is the devil
1: oh my god
0: <laughs> Angela please tell me you understand that reference
1: <laughs> no I don't what is it from it's from I'm the so- water boy <laughs>
0: no, I'm sorry yes, I haven't seen that Bobby moment. Boucher's mama tells him that foosball is the devil <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um. bad anyway no yeah now you gotta go watch that Any, <laughs> it's it's that it would be a, uh, that would be a badass shirt. I'm actually super into that. Get somebody yeah. to print that on a shirt for me. <laughs> <sighs> when Angie and I come out with merch, that's gonna be on one of our shirts. Hey,
1: there you go. Um,
0: so Dockery, Hazelhurst, and Beauregard. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with our bar- <laughs> water boy. With our. Waterboy, with our little Beauregard. With our Beauregard. <laughs> but Beauregard um, have each been claimed as locations of the mythical crossroads. Um, there are tourist locations that claim to be the mythical crossroads in Clarksdale and Memphis. So you can actually... Marcy, we're going. say, you know, So you can actually go to the crossroads, um, which mm-hmm. sounds cool. Joey and I have not been to Memphis mm-hmm. yet, so I, I really want to make that trip at some point. Uh, we we yeah. want to... I know a guy who can print that. Oh, yes. Yes. We need merch. Um, yeah, yeah, Joey and I have not made it to Memphis yet, but when we go to Memphis, that's where we're going. Last year we went to Nashville. So let's go to Memphis. Um, residents of Rosedale, Mississippi claim that Johnson sold his soul to the devil at the intersection of highways one and eight in their town. Um, do we have a photo of that? I thought we did.
1: I got something like that.
0: Oh, this is 61 and 49. So
1: um.
0: I think that might be the one in Memphis. Um, but essentially that's, this is what they're doing now. They're just making this into like a huge spectacle. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: it was here guys. Come here. You come get the right, devil. And you become come thing. get the devil and right become here.
0: famous guys. Uh, the highways one and eight in their town. Um, blues historian Steve Cheeseboro.
1: Say that again.
0: Cheeseboro. Spell it. C H E S. C H E S E B O R O U G H.
1: Chesboro.
0: Chesboro. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm going idea. with Cheeseboro. <laughs> Cheeseboro. Um He said that it's going to be extremely difficult to uh, basically almost impossible to pinpoint where the crossroads were because Robert Johnson was a rambling man. Yeah. In case y'all don't know what a rambling man is. It just means that he just traveled a lot. He was a rolling stone and you know what they say, Mm. they gather no moss. So Mm. that was Robert Johnson for you. Scholars theorize that the devil Robert speaks of in his music is not actually Satan, but refers to the African trickster God Legba. Or Ligwa, I don't know. Be careful, he might be family. (laughs) If Robert Johnson is related to me, we're all crap.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Guess what I found out from doing a podcast.
0: Yeah, right. Um, So (laughs) they they theorized that it was not Satan, but instead the African trickster god who has been long associated with the crossroads. um, But (laughs) when... People talk about the African trickster god meeting them at the crossroads. They're not necessarily saying that, and apparently in African folklore, it's not that you're selling your soul to the trickster god. But basically, the trickster god gives you something, and in exchange, you need to give him something.
1: So, like an Ursula Ariel situation. Right. I'll give you legs. I'll you give, give you me legs, your you voice. Give me your
0: voice. Yes, essentially. <clears throat> um, There are others that theorize that it wasn't even an actual devil that Robert Johnson was talking about, but instead he was talking about black music and black culture and the embrace of European dance music. Um, At that time, when you're talking about this, that black culture um, had really, really strong roots in religion, Um, Mm -hmm. to them, this, so when the devil went down to georgia did he get there via memphis he must have yes <laughs> um so they're talking about so, so in black cultures at that time that were really rooted in their religion this kind of like rock and roll blues music european music was considered to them really truly the devil's music you know it was sinful in their culture so a lot of people think that maybe he's <clears throat> in his um talking about the devil in his music, he's talking about how black culture embraces his music as devil music. Oh, it, it's totally That's possible. E- yeah. That's less exciting. It is totally less exciting. I like to think that he went down and met the devil had sold his soul to the devil and really just started this trend of the 27 club for us. <laughs> yes. That's why um, we're here. So I guess we can address, there are some like slight issues in, Uh, A lot of our timelines here, Um, there's not a whole lot that is known about Robert Johnson's life. He has two marriage certificates that were found in records. And there were also records from schools that he attended. Um, But all of his records have different birth dates on them. Don't know why.
1: And are we even sure they're all the same guy? Right. So I'm like, like, I'm actually going to get into that. Okay, um, okay. So yeah, all of
0: these records have different birth dates on them. Um on his mother's census from 1910, he is not listed. So they are assuming that they know that he was born after 1910. Um but then on his mother's census form in 1920, um she lists him as like 7 or 8 which means mm-hmm. that his birthday could have occurred anywhere between 1911
1: and 1913. Okay. Y'all um, fill out your census forms. You can yeah. do it online. It takes two minutes. See,
0: this is why you need to fill out your census forms because we need to be able to do shit like this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. it easier Forget for me Forget all the and political Ang. shit. It's this. Yeah, it's the it, true crime part that we yeah, need to fill it out make for. Make
0: it easier for me and Ange and all the future true crime podcasters. Thank you. Um, the only significant dates that were documented were his dates of recording in uh, Dallas and San Antonio, which were in 1936 and 1937. So those are the only dates that we specifically have recorded. Um, and based off of those dates, you can tell what how old he was. Okay. Uh, in 1912, the Crossroads broadcast on NPR... I don't know what the Crossroads broadcast is. I believe it is another like podcast that they do... Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, I know what NPR is, but <laughs> trust me, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I grew up listening to a lot of NPR with my grandparents. Uh-huh. Um, but there is a possibility that there was actually more than one Robert Johnson traveling around the Delta at that time, making music. Mm-hmm. So that could throw off a lot of the records. Um, and there's somebody who states that on the back of his death certificate. Mm-hmm there is a record of somebody else named robert johnson who played banjo who had also died of syphilis
1: stop it okay look here's this thing (laughs) let me take take a sip of your champagne because i got a theory um who is it it's the lady that wrote um what is it not live laugh love what's that one where she goes and travels the different countries eat pray pray, pray, love. love jesus the eat pray love lady uh, there was some other book or a podcast I was listening to. Anyways, she was talking with another author that I really like about um, the muse, like of inspiration and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how sometimes this talent or idea comes out into the world and it doesn't just go to one artist. It goes to like three of them. But only one of them will take the time to acknowledge, do it, and go through with it. And then they get the fame. So sometimes you'll, you know, how you have a thought, and then somebody suddenly that invention happens. Right. Like right around the same time. You're like, no, but I had that idea. I just did do the work to make it happen. But that person did. Right. Right. What if, hear me out, that devil was inspiring. Guys that had all these same names, they all played a stringed instrument, and it only really, the fame only hit one of them.
0: It is 100% possible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 100%. I don't know, you guys. We're theorizing about weird shit right now. Um, yes. Just so you know, our next couple of seasons, while, yes, they will involve murders and other shit, they are also going to involve a lot of like us dabbling into some kind of like, paranormal-y type things um and (laughs) i think yeah robert johnson really kicks that shit right off for us (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so yeah there's this other guy robert johnson who also died of syphilis um and was around the same age as the robert johnson that we are looking at right now um Mm. there were also some really creepy reports of people seeing robert johnson after his death Um, and like Memphis and Mississippi, things like that um they said that one two of the major ones were in nineteen thirty nine and in nineteen
1: forty one God that's so creepy,
0: and they report like seeing him around like record stores and stuff
1: Ooh, that's totally possible, which is I think so I believe in totally that
0: possible because I mean, you don't really know if this is this Robert Johnson who died hmm it's totally possible like maybe he sold his soul to the devil he made it big he made his 29 sides and then the devil was like i'm not taking away your life but i'm taking away your gift yeah yeah and then this other robert johnson who played the banjo syphilis.
1: Bless him. <laughs> he goes wait did i re- did i take it back from the right robert let's just clear him out let's just be sure
0: <laughs> just kill them all <laughs> yeah I don't know. I like to think that the devil just snaps his fingers and people just drop.
1: I, and I done. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No one tests this for us. Don't yeah, test please this. Please do not. Let's if just... you
0: go to the crossroads, please go during the day when they're doing tours and not at midnight. And also, mm. I don't know about the rest of you. I'm not really the kind of person who is into sitting in graveyards. So don't do that either. And don't sit I'm on people's headstones. Out. What the hell? Like
1: totally missing out. I'm kidding. I've never sat on a headstone, but no. Do
0: not do no. that. Nighttime tours. That person's, no. that person's soul will inhabit your body. I swear to God. I have they will sh- reach up I through the sh- grave and grab your ankle. souls will <laughs> inhabit other people's bodies or inhabit other people's bodies. So don't sit on anybody's okay. gravestones.
1: Let's put that right into my corona dreams. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Uh, But really, that's, that's, all that's really known about Robert Johnson, just a lot of weird shit, a lot of weird theories that, like, happen. Um, if you are a Netflix person,
1: yes, thank you,
0: um, there is a documentary on him, let me make sure I can find it, Robert Johnson, Mm mm-hmm documentary yeah it's on Netflix um oh it's called uh The Devil at the Crossroads it is on Netflix it oh (laughs) funnily enough I guess it aired last year last year oh, aired last year on April 5th um I guess maybe it was around this time that Joey and I watched it um Hmm. it is a really good documentary um talks a lot about his life, talks a lot about the possibility of him selling his soul to the devil, also really heavily explores the idea that he was probably poisoned by somebody. Um, based off of how African Americans were treated in that time frame, it, I would say that it is totally possible that he died and like people were just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um and they just were like, "Oh, just write it down and be done with it." You know. Um mm-hmm. Again, he didn't he didn't have a wife. Both of his wife both of his wives were dead. Um his son isn't really talked a lot about, so it's fully possible that he died and or somebody with the same name died who was in the same area at the same time and they were like, mm, "Must be the same guy."
1: Mm.
0: Kind of an unfortunate of events um,
1: dang yeah well it's just one of those living that dangerous lifestyles of being really into you know your whiskey and your ladies and your rock and roll and you've made deals with the devil and then all of a sudden you turn 27 you're fucking dead
0: I mean I'm into my whiskey and my rock and roll I'm not dead yet but I'm also just 26 so
1: <laughs> you got time you got time me. pray for <laughs> me, <friends>. yes <laughs> um
0: i got one year to well i got two sorry, years one
1: year minus a within the time you're 27 you have right up until you turn 28 fingers crossed so two two years minus a couple days okay right. you're fine the countdown begins good luck
0: oh here we go it's juke joints juke joints that's the word i was looking for juke joints <laughs> oh my god um Yeah. And you know what? It is very true. I'm just, I I popped into another article and they're basically saying the same thing that like Johnson's improvement mixed with superstition leads to this kind of being known as the devil's music. Um, yeah. Do I know if you have a year exactly before I die? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've got a year Mm -hmm. left of whiskey and rock and roll. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: There you go. Live your best.
0: Mm-hmm. Twenty six will be the best year mm-hmm. of my life. Um, let me see.
1: Chasing Robert Johnson's ghost, old weird America.
0: Listen, I'm telling you that like this is a really strange story, and like not in the sense of like. Like yeah, he lived a really like tumultuous lifestyle and was married all over the place and all and all of his wives are dying and he only has one kid and his parents are basically My like, help. Hey dude, you're an asshole. Why can't you just work on the farm yeah. like the rest of us? Um But it's it's super interesting when you get that that story of the devil and then the ideas that people are seeing him at like record shops in Memphis and stuff around that same time, especially when record shops in Memphis were where he basically got his start. It is super, super interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. I just found, what is it? Dr. com, And it's this guy talking about how him and, uh, My voodoo mentor Earl Marlowe and I were both big fans of legendary Mississippi Delta bluesman Robert Johnson. And we once went on a pilgrimage to what we believed was the crossroads where Robert Johnson reputedly sold his soul to the devil in exchange for a guitar prowess. And And then, let's see, if you're a musician and you pass through a country crossroads in Mississippi at the witching hour, you need to beware. Otherwise, Robert will take you by the hand like the Pied Piper and lead you down.
0: Interesting.
1: Uh, let's see Uh, he added that the specter of Robert Johnson would then take you to the devil and try to trade your soul with him in a bid to get out of the bargain he made with the devil back in the early 1930s but according to to Earl the devil is picky he only accepts the souls of musicians with genuine star potential he doesn't take amateurs or deluded ones so basically if your soul ain't taken it means you're shitty (laughs) Um but if you've got talent and charisma, it ain't safe to pass through a country crossroads at midnight in Mississippi. Other Robert might come along and try to trade your soul.
0: I like that they consider midnight the witching hour in Mississippi. I thought it was 3 a.m. It's a. M. definitely 3 a.m. Okay. Just 3 thirty three being the the height of witching.
1: Ugh. That's when all the shit goes down.
0: Yes, 333 okay. being the height of witching.
1: Jesus. So, did you have anything else on Robert Johnson, or did you want to go through the list of the 27 club members and who we're going to talk about?
0: Oh, we can uh, go through the list of the 27 club members. Joey has my book somewhere, I think.
1: I've got uh, the one we pulled from up here. let me see so guys these aren't necessarily in order that we're going to be covering these and some episodes some of these are so short we won't have a full episode to just one person we'll be doing two so flip will do one and i'll do one um so let's see we did robert johnson today yes um brian jones he was a founding member of the rolling stones along with mick jagger and keith you
0: know what's also very interesting to me and i have to say this Is that a lot of our musicians that are part of this 27 Club are rock and roll musicians who state that they have been influenced by Robert Johnson. Keith Richards is on this list. Of course, their music through Rolling Stones is significantly Mm -hmm. um, influenced by uh, Robert Johnson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jimi Mm -hmm. Hendrix was significantly influenced by Robert Johnson. Mm -hmm. You ever think that maybe these Mm -hmm. bands take his music and then he comes to collect they get that curse mm-hmm. um,
1: That, like you said Jimmy Henry, uh that's fun that's a whole different kind of death um, Alan Blind Al Wilson um, he was known as that because of his poor vision but he was uh, he headed up the <laughs> American so, Blues up. Band Cand I know, bless him. and uh, they performed at Woodstock in 1969 we'll uh, go yes, through him
0: Janis Joplin and uh, Jimmy Henry. Yep.
1: Yes. <laughs> Janice Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison. I'm just saying. Um, Ron McKernan Ron Pigpen McKiernan. He was the founding member of Grateful the group. Great... Uh-huh. Kurt Cobain.
0: That's my homie. Kurt Cobain didn't kill himself, just so y'all know.
1: Nope. Nope. Did you get. Did I send you that one?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, good. Kurt Cobain There's did not kill wild. himself.
1: No, there's a there's always a meme going around, and it's a picture of Courtney Love with Kurt Cobain. And one of the ones that I saw a long time ago was uh, Courtney Love labeled video, and Kurt labeled the radio star. So video killed the killed radio, the radio star. star. Yes. That shit's um, up. And Car- I think uh, the one I found it says she's the original yeah, Carol Baskin. she's the original
0: Carol Baskin. Shit. Um. um Keep
1: going. Sorry. Amy. Amy Winehouse. She killed herself.
0: Yeah. That was. Oof unfortunate, shit. so
1: that's yeah, that's, that's what I had on this short list. I yeah, think that's who we're covering.
0: That's our main people that we're covering um in our kind of like season finale slash wrap up episode, we will talk about some other musicians artists. Oh, we're talking about uh, Jean Michael this
1: yes.
0: um, as yes. well. but we will also touch on some other people who are part of the twenty seven club, maybe not as big of names here in the us. Um, some people in the UK. Some people in Canada. Um, who else do we need to talk about as a member of the 27 Club?
1: Because um, we had more. I just don't remember.
0: I don't remember all of the bed names.
1: Yeah, we had a whole meeting. It took a couple of hours. We yeah, did we it. Like a really we do plan this. this. One of my favorite
0: memes. <laughs> the video <laughs> killed the radio star one. That's like one. Of, that is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Sure. There was another one. It was
1: it was JonBenet Ramsey and her brother, <laughs> and it was the video killed the radio star, oh saying god. that the brother killed her. Like, oh god! i <laughs> to just say Kurt Cobain and Courtney aren't real people, but she's the you know Ramsey kids are real people. <laughs> they didn't ask to be famous.
0: Well, ooh Canada, yeah, ooh Canada, um. Let me see who else... Were. I have to pull up the docs, you guys. I have to pull up docs. Thank you. Um, yes. You guys, if
1: you come across these funny memes, please send them yeah, our way. definitely they send them to me on our because
0: wall. I love them.
1: Brittany sent me one and it ended up on uh, Philip's birthday announcement Indeed. on our Instagram. And then somewhere on our... Oh, no, it was on Facebook, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a little... I think it's Bubbles mm-hmm. from the Powerpuff Girls. And it's like me watching True Crime. Hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah, we touched on Robert Johnson. Um, we are not touching on Nat J- Jeff, who was another jazz pianist. Um, we're not touching on... We'll probably just touch on them briefly. Um, Jesse Belvin, Rudy Lewis, Joe Henderson, Rockin' Robin... Rockin' Robin Roberts. <laughs> you guys! <laughs> I hate tongue twisters. <laughs> um, say it. Say it again. Spell it. <laughs> Rock and Robin Roberts. There you um, go. Yeah. Malcolm oh, Hale. Mentions. A lot of people that we're not necessarily touching on. Um, kind of in that in between between Robert Johnson, um, Alan, Blind Owl Wilson, Jimi Hendrix, and Janice Joplin. We're not like, there's a couple of artists in between that. Um, there is another. Um, artists in between Janis Joplin and uh, Jimmy Morrison that we are not Covering um, How many else There's some artists in between we're, we're, I think really for us It was touching more on like people that Everybody really knows about If there mm-hmm. is somebody on this List of 27 Club members that You guys personally are like Hey can you make sure you touch on that Definitely send it to us Drop it in the comments slide it into our DMs as i say every week. Slide <laughs> it on into our DMs and let us know. Yeah. Um there's a ton of pe- people on this list. Oh, we're not talking yeah. about Peter Ham.
1: Is he not on the schedule? No. I well, think was he in an-
0: from Badfinger. Some of the
1: Wednesday check-ins you guys were going through some of these cuz they were a little too.
0: Yeah. Um he's from Badfinger. I don't, I didn't notice that we didn't put him in there but we might throw some stuff in there, you know. Yes, yes. Some of the ones that check-ins are people on this list. Um, How do you say that name
1: that Bo just sent? Oh, hold on. Sorry, look at your other screen. She's
0: <laughs> got like three screens.
1: Yelchin. Oh.
0: Anton Yelchin. Anton Yeah, we'll probably. Talk going, to is him. that a real
1: person? I feel bad. I don't know who it that is, is. A
0: real person. Um, okay. I think he is on our list of Wednesday check-in topics. Okay. Um
1: if not he is now
0: no he is on our list of Wednesday check-ins um yeah yeah he is um and I don't think we really yeah. kind of yes Anton yes he is on our. Wednesday yes list.
1: I know who that is now thank yes. you
0: yes he is on our list of Wednesday check-ins um
1: God, that was fucked up I remember when that happened happened <laughs> yeah
0: um <sighs> I think a lot of people, there's a ton of people in between Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse that we are not touching on as, like, big episodes. Um, It's weird kind of looking at this list because they do tell you exactly, like, it'll be, like, you know, 27 and 363 days old, you know? Which is interesting. The lead singer of Ink and Dagger. Hmm. It was a hardcore punk band, from, punk band from Philadelphia.
1: And y'all, when we pulled up, there's a huge master list of uh-huh. like all these people that really are involved, and it goes through and it says um, "Means of Death." Yeah, and their we birth were just date, going through how
0: they died: a Jeep, right? Yes, yes,
1: yeah. Okay. And that's we were going through, and I'm just like, as you go, it's like vehicular manslaughter, vehicular manslaughter, drug overdose, drug overdose, drug overdose, drug overdose, drug overdose. and it's like shit. They all have yeah. something in common. It's so... real creepy. And there's only a couple that were like uh death by misadventure and that my god you guys if that could be my cause of death death by by misadventure (sighs) and i want to be like i don't know 94 years old out there just living my best life having Mm -hmm. a misadventure and that's what gets me
0: uh yes that is why he is on our like after our wednesday episodes because we touch on like major ones throughout the '30s to early 2000s, um, mm-hmm. early to really like mid 2000s because Amy Winehouse was Amy Winehouse. What, 2011. Um, so we touch on everybody in that area, and Amy Winehouse is really our main one that we stop out. Everybody else after 2011, we're trying to pop in on like little Wednesday our Wednesday check-in episodes or our. Um, I died that way by misadventure.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She was 2011. Jesus. yeah,
0: 2011. Um, and then really the ones that you're going to think about as like most recent, um, Anton is really going to be, he's what, 2006. So after that, you only have three others, um, that will probably be in smaller episodes for us um but yeah we'll touch on him too he was
1: 2016
0: yeah 2016 yeah yeah so any other people that you guys want us to check in on just just pop them in here i'm sure there's a lot of people on this list that i do know about that i'm like let me like pause on doing that
1: almost right yeah
0: um but yeah let us know because This is some definitely interesting kind of stuff. Um, We have some interesting, like, Wednesday subseries stuff to talk about. Um, A lot of my favorite things happen on Wednesday subseries episodes. Um, I I will tell my story about white lighters. (laughs) Ah, Excellent. Yes, the staple of the 27 Club, white lighters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. <laughs> yeah
0: um but yeah so we will definitely touch on a lot of that we will of course probably end up touching on a lot of these people's substance addictions and things like that um yeah. and then i'm sure this devil this devil guy he'll pop back in here every once in a while Oh, for sure yeah.
1: there's a reason they were so into substances it's mm-hmm. the Satan.
0: Mm-hmm. it's the devil in them
1: mm-hmm you,
0: you know how it is all right Ange. do we have anything Yay. else fun for today
1: i wanted to see if you wanted to save it for just wednesdays or if you wanted me to go through and do some get to know you now on a big episode
0: sure why not um okay. this was not a super long episode so why not no
1: y'all and we were thinking this was going to take hours and hours we really okay. got right through that it it's is a really, lot of information though it's a
0: ton of information um as i said we put, we're put we going to be putting a lot of our information, all of our stuff from season one, and then all of our stuff going forward now is going to be up on our Discord. Um, yes. So you'll be able to kind of see our notes if there's stuff in there where you're like, hey, I, so I know a lot of people, maybe like Jafar.
1: You're, you're like, like a, a devil guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> With the line from Twisted.
0: Hi, Tatiana. Um, I know so a, a lot of people like maybe you're not the kind of person who wants to listen to me talk about things but you want to read about it like mm-hmm. hop on discord we'll definitely put our notes in there um we'll put videos in there and stuff and then sometimes and and i might be on discord and you can chit chat with us
1: yeah and
0: that'll be fun if you like us yeah if you like us and you yeah, but... Don't want to chit-chat on here. Maybe you want to chit-chat with us. Just hit us up on Discord, and we'll chit-chat with you there, too. Mm Ange and I are Um, friends.
1: I swear, we're real nice. (laughs) I mean, we're also real mean. But we're real nice, for the most part.
0: I'm never mean.
1: Liar. (laughs) So, um, I have some get-to-know-you games that I'm going to ask Flip. Um, If you guys have any questions for us, take a moment here and drop them in the comments, and we'll answer them. Mm -hmm. All right, Flip. Yeah. Who? Who was your childhood hero?
0: My childhood hero.
1: Mm hmm. Little know. baby flip. Who was your childhood hero? We can always come back if you want to think on. Hold
0: on. My childhood hero.
1: Mm
0: hmm. I mean, I think growing up, I. I looked up to my grandfather a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was super intelligent, always kept like a really like level head about stuff, but also was just like really quirky. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like, my grandpa was the kind of person that, like, in the morning for breakfast, he would have, like, Cheerios with milk, and then he'd cut up bananas and put a slice of lemon pound cake in it, and then look <sighs> at me and be like, it's all going in the same place. <laughs> just just mush it all crap. up and eat it at once. <laughs> yes. So, yes. like, he, he was always a lot of fun. I, spent, I Growing up, I spent a ton of time with my grandparents, so mm. I, I would say that, yeah, like, growing up, like, Even my grandma, so, like, they were really kind of, like, my childhood heroes. They always did such good things for us grandchildren.
1: Mm Oh, You're very lucky. That's really cool. Yes,
0: I was very lucky.
1: If you could live anywhere, where would it be?
0: Um, you can ask Joey this. I tell him all the time that I want to move to Tennessee. Um. Yeah. Maybe it's just like the musician in me that wants to move mm-hmm. there, but I, I love—I I also just love Tennessee. Like, also kind of weird. I do like, like I love cities, mm-hmm. but like I also you're like weirdo. that. Like I love cities. Oh my god! Oh. I tell him all the time. I'm like, I want to move back to Jacksonville.
1: Like, um, good lord, you're a nightmare. That's fine. It's I love. It's I love a cities.
0: Of right. I love cities but i also am really super into that like kind of like small town like like i'm talking like downtown areas that you see in like asheville north carolina stuff like that like i'm also really into that and like lake mountains and stuff like that so that at some point like north carolina asheville area or like knoxville area would be cool for me i'm not a fan of nashville it's nice Mm -hmm. i don't really like it it is a city but it's not my kind of city (laughs) it's nice to visit i wouldn't live there Uh, um but yeah yeah. like knoxville area or like asheville would be top top tier
1: on moving list nice Mm -hmm. okay what was your favorite family vacation memory
0: Alright, so let me explain. So, growing up, my family, we really didn't go on, like, a ton, a ton of vacations. Um, My mom has a best friend that lives in St. Pete. So, my mom and I used to go there a lot. But I think, out of all of my vacations, when I was 13, I went to New York and Mm -hmm. Grenada. Mm -hmm. Um... New York was really fun to go to as a teenager because at that point, like my family moved here when I was young and every other time Jacksonville is a count. Well, yeah. (laughs) Duval is the county. Duval. (laughs) Sorry. Look, now y'all got me started every episode. I'm going to find a way to put it in there. No. Um, Um, yeah, because my family moved there when, when moved here when I was little, so we moved away from New York when I was little. Every other time that I had gone back, I was between the ages of, like, five and, like, nine or so, so mm-hmm. I didn't really get to experience it, but going back as a teenager was really cool because, like, my, me and my mom were, like, able to, like, walk the streets, basically, and, like, go do fun stuff and go to different shops cool. and things like that, um... And then I also got to see a lot of my family. Unfortunately, that was the, we were up there because uh, my brother was in the hospital at the time and my mm. uh, grandmother on my dad's side was also in the hospital. So we were really up there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom After and I did. Yeah, Mike yeah. says it back. Yes.
1: <laughs> Don't encourage her, Mike.
0: <laughs> um, but, and you know, I did get to experience a lot of that with my my mom and dad. Um, and then going to Grenada with my grandparents was such a cool experience, and we, like, I have to go back. I tell Joey all the time, like, we need to go back to Grenada. The water is beautiful. Like, I just remember, like, my grandmother and I going to the beach, and the water is so clear. They don't have sharks there. I don't, I don't hmm. know how that's possible, but they don't have sharks there. Uh
1: huh.
0: And the water is so clear that you can see all the fish. And I just remember seeing, like, angelfish, like, swimming around my feet, like, because they nip at your feet. You know, like, I don't know if you have, um, like, in Thailand and stuff like that, they have, like, those, like, spas where you put your feet in the water, then the fish eat all the, stuff. eat all the dead skin. Yeah. That's what they do in Grenada in the water. They nip at your feet. For free, so cool. everyone. For free. You ain't got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was really, really cool. The water is crystal clear. Um, so that was really cool. um, I got to see a lot of my family. I got to see a lot of the stuff that like my family does like down there, they're not like us here like they grow shit on their own property. like I went to mm. go visit one of my uncles and he sent me back with like all kinds of different- like, Shh, you're not supposed to come back with anything he said. I'm telling on myself. Customs is going to come after me.
1: <laughs> they're like, how long ago is this? Thirteen years trouble.
0: later, they're going to come after me. <laughs> um, but uh, like they gave me like different crops. I got like cocoa beans and all kinds of stuff that I was able to like bring back, and it was so cool to see stuff like that. Um, because we don't have stuff like that here. And then also they drive on the other side, like you know, like, like so that was cool too. <laughs> super interesting
1: <laughs> that's cool it was
0: super cool and uh, my grandfather and I there's a picture of my grandfather and I it's like my favorite picture he's sitting in the car but we're at um, a basically it's it's like a crater that's filled up with water um, hmm. super cool picture and like we got to do all of that and of course I got to see like my grandparents homes from childhood and the church oh, that cool. my grandmother went to it was really cool
1: Nice. Mm -hmm. Alright, last question. What makes you really angry?
0: (laughs) What makes me really angry?
1: Really angry. Like, you know that time when you're real, you're so mad that your lips get pursed and you can't control your face anymore and you're shaking. You're that mad.
0: Um... Geez, I don't...
1: When's the last time you were even that mad? I
0: know. I'm to think about it. Um... Mine's been over
1: ten years since I was really that mad.
0: I don't really think I get, like, mad mad like that, you know? I...
1: Mm... <laughs> yeah, because irritation's not the same.
0: It's not. All I
1: know what makes you real mad. If you need specific terms and leave out names, you can.
0: I'm trying to think of the last time I got mad mad like that. Aside from, like, people that, like, I've dated, like, getting, like, mad mad about stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything, like, in my, like life where I'm just like, this is making me upset. I mm-hmm. will say probably the only time I ever got mad mad at somebody was this time that like one of my like exes had cheated on me and I got mad mad about it. Like not just like, oh, I'm upset, right. irritated. No, I was like mad mad about
1: it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, like I'm
0: throwing shit, gonna kill somebody mad. Um, other than that, no, I just got like, stupid irritated about stuff i got mad mad at my roommate <laughs> my best friend tori <laughs> she she it's really funny now like when i look back at it i'm like wow i can't believe like that actually happened but essentially she had this dog we were living in a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> oh, God. sharing a bedroom sharing oh, a bed Um, and I had a kitten and she had her dog Navi Uh Um, and we would swap on and off like which animal could be like out roaming the house at a time and it was Navi's day to be out roaming the house Mm -hmm. and I got home from work before her and at that point I was working I was only working at Olive Garden at that point I was going to school like full time, like really just like I got pissed off with her because Navi was out running the house and she was working a double at work and Navi shit and piss all over the floors and I got home and I flipped the fuck out like it was over because she wasn't, she hadn't cleaned it up and I was like, listen, like I clean your dog shit up every single day. And I think like Navi had also like managed to, like get into the fridge, and there was like a pizza box that she ate through. Uh, so and so like now she's got now she's got the human food shits, you know. And I was yeah. pissed. and I just I was flipping out, and I was like, if you can't clean up after your fucking dog, I'm just gonna move out. Fuck you! <laughs> like, and <laughs> she turns around and looks at me with tears streaming down her face and she goes fine fine just go and leave me like everyone else does (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh, no and at that point i was so pissed off that i was like i was so mad that i was like what the fuck ever like i don't even know what you're talking about and she went outside and she called her friend her friend was like are you a lesbian now and she was like, "No," and he was like, well, "I'm just saying. Like, it sounds like you're breaking up with somebody." <laughs> and eventually, like, I went outside and I saw her in her car, and I was like, "Do you want to get dinner? Like, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. Like, like, let's just go get dinner." I was like, "I'm not gonna leave. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry that like, like everyone else.
1: Sorry, what's going on with you? Let's talk about your deep seated abandonment issues." <laughs>
0: I was like, "It's cool. I'm not gonna leave. It's fine." Oh my god! I feel like that's probably the last time like I was like infuriated with somebody. Okay, worth
1: it. See, good question. Mm -hmm. I hope everybody that's watching is thinking about the last time you were really mad. Yeah, caused it. You you know what? It's such a good thing though.
0: Like that we're just like at this point in your life, you're like, "Wow, that was stupid of me."
1: Like. Yeah, I could have just handled this and breathed through it. But right, like, I could have like,
0: just been like, sorry, your dog shit on the floor and I'm mad at you. But instead, I made her cry. <laughs> real <laughs> bad. Yeah, I made her cry real bad. Just, and,
1: you destroyed a person.
0: And I literally dug up all of her past traumas by yelling at her. <laughs> it was <gasps> not the right thing to do. That's the sad part about it. It's like, I feel bad because I dug up all of her past traumas by yelling at her. Yeah. That hasn't God. involved work. It's been a while. See, it's hard to, like... Yeah. Yes, Marcy said that hasn't because All of Marcy's work.
1: anger is going to involve right now.
0: I mean, yeah, yes. that's me too. Like, most of my anger involves work at this point. Oof. I am not an... At at this point in my life, at the age of 26, because so I can say She's that She's so now, old and wise. I am. <laughs> at the age of 26, I can honestly say that in my personal life, nice job, homies later. Bye Mike. Thank you Bye, for Mike. joining. Bye Mike. Thanks for coming. Us. Um at the age of t- at a at 26, I can honestly say that at this point I don't really get too mad about a lot of shit now unless it involves work. And even the stuff at work that I get upset about I think it's good because it's like shows that I'm like passionate about what I do. Yeah. Um when I was younger, I used to get pissed off about stuff all the time. Like like, like, 18 to, like, 22? Like, I used to get mad mad. But now I'm just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to move the fuck on. <laughs> like, like, what about you, and
1: Okay, so I'm going to start back at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Who's my child? Bro, I'm one of those freaks. I don't really have one. Period. Like, I really can't think back to one person, teacher, family member, anybody that really stood out to where I was like, this is my, you know, one. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of really good influences. I had a lot of really great people. Um, I was gonna say my aunt, uh, Terry, who taught me like we I would go over to her house and she would teach me how to hold my pen and do my proper pen Aww. piano lessons, taught me how to like cook a bunch of basic stuff. Um, her daughter Laurel, Cheryl, Buddy, all my cousins that I was around all the time. Um Miss Stowe, my first grade teacher, but I really remember if I've got to pick one, Big Bird. Big Bird um, was your hero. <laughs> there was a whole special. It was a special that they did, and you can look it up on YouTube. Is Big Bird and, and for whatever reason, this episode, like it was, I guess it was like a movie kind of stuck with me, and like I remember learning all about Chinese culture, and it was Big Bird went to China and he learned how to greet people with Ni Hao and like that still Aww. is in my head because I can hear big birds saying Ni Hao sweet, and then learning the symbols and a lot of how they dressed and the shoes they wore and all that stuff and that kicked off just a lifelong fascination with Asian culture and like you know those American Girl dolls yeah. they're real expensive they have American Girl baby dolls yeah. and so when I got one I insisted I could get I wanted the Asian baby and I want Kim and my mom's just like okay and she just knows it's based on that big bird in china episode and like all the food that i like travel interests all that kind of stuff comes that's really really cool though backtrack go with yeah big bird um big bird, okay. um, with big bird. <laughs> um if i could live anywhere where would it be anywhere else y'all <laughs> Right now, I'm not attached to this country in any way, shape, or form. I love everywhere. There's one planet. I have one. Time is so freaking short. And yes, I've traveled a lot of places. So out of the U.S., traveled to Chile, Mexico, Canada, uh, Norway. And for me, that's just not enough. I haven't seen enough. And if someone offered to let me go live in Australia right now, I If uh, live in Ireland, I would. Marcy says Norway. Norway. I really liked Norway. And she knows specifically Bergen. I would live in Bergen, Norway, no problem. Oh,
0: like with the train that we talked about for Easter. Okay. Yes.
1: See, specific. I've been there. It's a really cute little town. They've got art on the walls, but it's, it's it's one of those cities that functions like a small town. I'm sure once you've been there enough, the tourists. Once you get rid of all of them, it's a small town, mm-hmm. and it's just so gorgeous. The water is wonderful. The housing is so neat. Everything's real minimalist. Art everywhere. It's just so. Hmm. I know. Very um. Cool. Favorite family vacation. We got too many. We did a lot of camping. We did a lot of road trips um and my mom was one of those if we were driving just across like from i lived down in corpus christi texas way in the south we drive to visit family in oklahoma and on the way we'd stop through all these towns and this is before internet before any of that so we go to the library check out a book on waco you know or whatever and we'd have photocopies or whatever of the information and as we're pulling by a town i don't go all right pull out the information on and we're like Brenham is the home of Bluebell Ice Cream. There's a Bluebell Ice Cream factory. And we would pull over and go to the Bluebell Ice cream. That's cute though. So those, any of those family vacations, it was, you know, and, and as a kid, we weren't really, like, we didn't understand what was, my parents are happily divorced now, but we didn't know at the time that there was a lot of stress in that, you know, whole situation, especially yeah. planning trips and getting us there, and that we didn't have a lot of money for these trips. We had no idea. And those vacations are just like, they shaped who I am, how I travel, how I'm okay with moving constantly yeah. and not getting, like, attached to stuff. It, it's just so much fun to go out there and see the stuff for me. So, um, cool. but I would say my all, all-time favorite family vacation. I was in eighth grade. My brother was in sixth grade. Picture it. And this is okay. pre-2000. So, this yeah. is the year 1999, I guess. Yeah. Wow. We flew to Chile by ourselves. And we stayed with family in Chile for a month by ourselves without our parents. And my sixth grade brother navigated our way through the airport because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And we have a picture of me carrying Mr. Raccoon. He's he's in my room. I can't go get him, but he's enormous. His little his head is like this big. And it's eighth grade me holding Mr. Raccoon with my little brother standing there with his backpack ready to go through the airport and get us to Chile and we did that That's and stayed cool. with relatives and learned how to play cards in Spanish and went to the beach and uh, took a car and drove up the mountains to a sanctuary we did all sorts of cool. Mm. we were definitely supposed to come back speaking Spanish we did not
0: I feel like that sometimes listen <laughs> Marcy it's says really no wonder you make us s- see all this side road stuff on our trips
1: y'all last trip me and Marcy took there was some statue of mary way up on a mountain and we we about drove up that side of that mountain to get to that statue before we realized this is a private road we're not supposed to be on it we've got to turn around there are like special tours and (laughs) i was like we have to go see the statue we gotta it's our lady of whatever
0: good grief and i know that
1: person okay and then last one what makes you really mad okay so I was trying to think and like you last time I can remember my face doing the thing where it's like I cannot control my mouth right now I am shaking my temples start throbbing and I just yeah okay I can't mention names but it's not exactly a job it's volunteering and it was volunteering with our church and it was asking a volunteer if they wanted to be taken off of the what is it
0: it's it's guadalupe our lady of
1: guadalupe yeah it's
0: guadalupe yeah our lady Yeah, guadalupe. But she was
1: on a mountain somewhere yeah um yeah okay so this volunteer we had a main people we call on that we expect to be there every sunday every fundraiser all of that stuff and i had asked this person hey you haven't shown up for almost a year would you like to be taken off of this constant contact list and only put on Yikes. as needed list period you know that's it you're still a volunteer we still want to have you there but i don't want you full time and that person said yeah no problem that sounds great and then somehow their spouse got involved and their spouse called our priest and our priest called me and then our office manager called me and i'm at work cleaning someone's house going fuck is going on here why are grown adults older than me adults we'll put it that way getting into this much drama over this Mm -hmm. and i spent the whole day with my lips pursed and shaking and it got to the point where i finally called the the original volunteer and said here's the thing i'm going to come over to your house tonight and we're going to sit down and talk this and they're like you don't have to do that you absolutely and i go no no no. we're going to absolutely do this because now your spouse is posting about it on facebook and trying to get the entire parish involved and i'm going to have none of it this is a church and we're volunteers period so when it comes to not my because my work is zero stress for me as far as like dealing with my clients and all that stuff. I have no other employees. It's very the volunteer work I do. When people start making that difficult or questioning me or trying to call me out on social media instead of speaking to me, Mm -hmm. I lose my shit. I just can't. And it's one of those, if you're not willing to talk to me as a person and just tell me what's wrong, what's going on so we can work this out. If instead you're going to go behind my back and try to go some other weird way, I will lose my but yeah, so that's the last time I was really, really angry. Before that, it's all ex-boyfriend bullshit. Right. Or that one time I got real mad at my dad and I my door so hard that I kicked it off the hinge. But I was a middle school, like, I was a middle school teenager. I didn't. I the hormones were. Right. whack. Guys, teenage, teenage girls are a nightmare. Yeah. You don't need. I anymore.
0: think back to all the times that I like, fucking left my classroom, bawling, crying when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, and I'm like.
1: The hell's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened? You're have you? Oh, what is that show on Netflix? And is the cartoon about the kids going through puberty? Oh, uh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Oh my God, you guys! It explains.
0: There's some, some inappropriate ass shit on that show, but that oh, yes. show is really funny. <laughs> yeah. um, but all of a sudden,
1: the girl gets her hormone monster, and she's like, "I hate you, mom." Oh, mm-hmm.
0: It's accurate. She That's calls her mom, mom by her first name.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I
0: did that to my mom once. I immediately regretted it afterwards and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> uh uh-uh.
1: uh. All right. I told my mom, I told my mom I never wanted to be a youth minister like she was because it's not a real job and then I ended up volunteering in youth minister.
0: At my senior pictures, my hair was very similar to the way it is now. Like it's straight, but it had like a little bit of curl in it and I can't help it. My hair is just naturally like that. And my mom said to me, mm. During the pictures, like I'm in the middle of changing, and my mom said to me, "Why don't you curl your hair?" And I was like, "I don't really want to do that right now." And she was like, "No, definitely you should curl it. You should curl it for this photo." And I looked at my mom in her face and I said, "Can you shut the fuck up and let me do what I want to (laughs) do?"
1: You're a nightmare. (laughs) And I said it, and I, like, didn't realize I said it (laughs) until I just said it.
0: Like, you know, like, it's one of those things where I thought it was in my head, but then I realized, oh, shit, I said that out loud. And then she was like, oh. And then she just walked away. Like, she didn't have anything else to say to me. And I was like, man, I'm sorry, Mom. I didn't mean to. (laughs) Like, I don't know what just happened. It just, (laughs) I word (laughs) vomited. My word's on the hardcore. Can you just fuck up and leave me alone and let me do my hair how I want?
1: God. Oh.
0: And what's something that just, like, irritates you just, like, a little bit?
1: Like, sound?
0: So it's, like, a little bit that you're just, like, man, that is irritating.
1: Yeah, that's irritating. <laughs> when people don't use their fucking blinkers that's one like when i'm waiting to make a left on a street and the person's turning right on the street i'm at i'm like could your signal i could have gone but then i get over it
0: is there anything that gets you like irritation wise to the point that you're like i could scream about this right now but i'm just gonna let it go
1: Mine's always, it's people eating. I just can't. And like, like in a movie theater, listening to people eating and rustling around with popcorn and whispering to each other, and it takes all of my self-control to not stand up and go, hey, you're not fucking home. You're in a movie theater. We paid money to be here. Cool. You're sh- behave like you know how to be in public. I would absolutely have that out. And instead, what I've been known to do, because it does bother me a lot. It was, oh, God, the, the most recent one was, uh, it was older couple, like, in their 70s or so, and we were going to see The Godfather, and it was being, it was a throwback in the theater. Mm-hmm. I know which three-hour movie, so buckle what in for this three-hour like Tuesday?
0: show.
1: Yeah, something like that, Tuesdays and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the half Sundays and Tuesdays. Yeah. Yes. So I'm in there to watch The Godfather. They come in late. They sit down and then they start having a full blown conversation full volume with each other and there's only like four people in this <laughs> so i wait they are going to stop right they're not fucking stopping you're not you're seriously not going to stop set my popcorn down set my drink down slide over and i go huh. <laughs> and this is people who want me to do this hi you're not at home and i can hear every single thing you're saying to each other and i'm gonna need you because if you don't i'm gonna ask you to leave and if you don't leave i'm gonna get someone to make you leave thank you so much it went back to my seat and they shut the fuck up. but i was like yeah, i can't do this it. for three hours <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna shame you in public but yeah
0: so i think mine is and i feel bad Joey's going to come in here in a minute and be like, what the fuck, Flip? Um, yeah, good. Because we need him to give you know, a final thought. We need to thought. him to give a final thought, anyway. So he is what I what we call it grazer when he eats. He grazes. And with that grazing comes him, like, leaving plates of, like, half-eaten food around. And it, it is so infuriating. <laughs> because i just want to throw it away and i'm like are you done and then he's like no and i'm like the food's half eaten he's like no i'm gonna finish that and then i kid you not like 25 minutes later he'll be like i'm gonna go finish my food now and he'll like get up and his food is fucking cold sitting on the counter but he goes back and he eats it but it's just so infuriating
1: (laughs) joey joey i feel you i ate my sandwich i still have a whole plate of fries that are absolutely cold and i sure i'm gonna finish them as Um, soon as that
0: but like like he'll be like chilling on the couch and i'm like putting stuff away like getting ready to like put dishes away and stuff and like that half-eaten plate of food is there and he's like no i'm gonna eat that
1: (laughs) well could you put it in the fridge and that's my thing can you put it in
0: the fridge like what the fuck
1: (laughs) but now he just leaves
0: it there on the counter it makes me so mad <laughs> but like it's just one of those things that i've had to learn to just get the fuck over
1: <laughs> yeah just breathe through it that's what move through. i'm just gonna breathe through it. i'm not gonna scream at anybody because i will get instead mm-hmm. you just breathe you get a manager if the manager doesn't handle it a manager
0: right i'm not gonna pop a blood vessel over this bullshit right
1: now no no, my favorite, look, look, we went to go see, last story, guys, I swear to God, we went to go see Django and Unchained okay, in a theater. Oh, this, this is a Quentin Tarantino film. It's so good. We sit down. There's not a lot of people in this theater. Down front right, there is a woman with her three children. This is Django Unchained. She brought her okay. children to see Django? Oldest kid must have been 10. And then like five and three. Oh, okay. hell no. And I, I walk in, we sit down, I look, I go, I'll be right back it has not even started previous haven't started nothing i I we are gonna have a problem in this theater he goes excuse me and i was like this woman brought her children he goes she's allowed and i go Mm-hmm. it's a quentin tarantino film these kids are not going to be okay his, and i just want you to be aware his, that a situation will yes no i know out oh i know well the first like five minutes of that film are so fucking gory the two small children hey. start scream crying and she is walking up and down the aisles with one of them trying to calm him. And the older one's just sitting there like, oh, my God, what's going on? And the other one's terrified. Decided <gasps> so to go back out a second time. Hi, I'm the one that told you we were going to have a problem. The problem has begun. If you could come in and handle this, this would be great. Because I'm having to miss a film that I care a lot about. Please handle right. this. Went in. He went over to her and was like, madam I'm going to have to ask you to control your kids and sit down. Okay, no problem. These kids can't handle it. You start seeing full full nude band hanging from us all the shit's going on kids are not handling it third time i had to go there you need to get this woman out of here and i'm gonna ask for my money back Mm -hmm. because i've missed this film having to come get you yeah
0: i feel like that sometimes see andrew and i are are human we get upset about silly little things sometimes yeah (laughs) occasionally andrew and i will be talking about a case and you will see that andrew and i will get so infuriated about this case that we start to like flare up a little bit um yeah that will definitely happen for me when we discuss kurt cobain that is a yep. case that infuriates the fuck out of me uh i think it was just totally yep. mishandled but we will discuss that later on when we talk about kurt cobain
1: yeah and that's saying, if anybody saw you can scroll back and watch. one of the first ones we did here was that girl scout murder oh i think a camp And just y'all reading some of those letters from those parents, I start like full red, tears going, Mm -hmm. tremble voice. Like I just can't. Where people these get to us too. Yeah. But we gotta we gotta share about it so that way you know it's just in our heads where those people go. Oh, this hurt my feelings. Let me show you. So yeah, let me hurt
0: everyone else's feelings.
1: (laughs) If I have to feel this pain, you do too.
0: Yes. (laughs) All right, you You guys. I think that's the end of our our stream today yeah oh joey's here he must have heard me talking about him <laughs> follow us
1: follow us on all the social media we're on facebook instagram uh twitter, twitter and discord then, what's discord um we're you on can
0: email us too yeah
1: please you can email, email us at crunched can... yes
0: our email is on our facebook page so you can literally just go click mm-hmm. and it'll take you right yep. to it yep, yep. if you got questions shoot them into our comments into our DMs mm-hmm. drop us an email, that would be super cool I would love to see you guys email yeah. us about stuff I get noticed. tell us your
1: stories, yeah. we'll share them
0: definitely, share your stories with us, um, if you have anybody on the 27 Club information that you want us to talk about, like I said you can email us, you can drop a, a comment whatever, it would be cool I would mm-hmm. love that all right, and now a word from Joey. Yes. <laughs> He's about to shit on me for that grazing
1: <laughs> Grazing is the most efficient way to maintain energy throughout the day. <laughs> thank you, Joey. <laughs> and thank you to the last electric radio band for allowing us their song Bronze Age of...
0: Yeah, listen to it. It's a bop. That song is so much fun.
1: Yeah, and you can find them on Facebook Mm -hmm. and all first places too if you like that music.
0: All right, guys. Peace out. We'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah. Bye. Be safe. Bye. Bye.